Welcome to the Innovation Playbook Podcast, powered by DPT Solutions. Our goal is to inspire innovation by providing strategic solutions to common business challenges. As the business landscape and technology evolves, we plan proactively for the future with an emphasis on lead-through-cash solutions ranging from marketing automation, CRM, field service, accounting, and data visualization. With each podcast, we'll provide an innovation playbook that outlines the steps you can start taking today to improve business performance. Now, let the innovation begin. Hello, my name is Josh Janowiak, Marketing Director at DPT Solutions. My background is customer experience, which is typically achieved through engagement, customer journeys, personalization, and data analysis. And I'm Dan McCraw, CEO of DPT Solutions, and I've been helping companies digitally transform over the past 20 years. Today, we'll be talking about CRMs, XRMs, and ERPs, and why they've become swear words and why we need to forget what we think we know. Josh, this is a very interesting topic. If I speak with five different customers, I'll receive five different definitions as to what any of those acronyms mean. (laughs) And with that, uh, what's even worse is that many immediately go to the question of, hey, what manufacturer is better than the other? I.e., is Salesforce better than Microsoft? Is HubSpot better than Salesforce? And the list goes on. What is the answer? Oh, man. What's Um, best? So what's best is to take a step back and really look at your entire business and think about it from a lead to cash system and really understand what is it we need rather than assuming that an acronym might mean something, right? So, or might fill a gap within your business. So really taking a step back and uh, trying to understand what is the gap we're trying to fill. And what do the acronyms actually stand for? CRM and ERP and... Is XRM, is that a real one, or is that just whatever X is for whatever you want to put in there? You got it. So CRM, Customer Relationship Management, ERP, Enterprise Resource Planning, and XRM is is basically that, that, that kind of coined CRMs as they evolved into really kind of just a sales solution or a perceived sales solution into X, meaning replace that with anything, right? Customer, uh, customer service management, whatever. And even though I deal with these every every here and now and, and know a little bit about them, I'm still a little confused. What would be the difference between a CRM and, a, and an ERP? <laughs> so it's all in the eyes of the beholder. We have customers that call their CRMs ERPs, and, and in many ways they are ERPs, right? And um, so it it's really is the world's meld. People have homegrown solutions. They have off-the-shelf solutions. So... There really isn't a good example as as the software gaps continue to kind of bridge. We've had customers that call their accounting system, uh, and in some cases, maybe even a legacy accounting system, their ERP. Or frankly, they might use a legacy accounting system as their CRM, or frankly, SharePoint as their CRM. So they can be a little interchangeable then? They can. Okay. Well, there's... Arguably. Well, they can. <laughs> yeah. And there's both a lack of understanding of what types of products exist and the use cases they fulfill, and then love-hate relationships that many consumers have with these acronyms and products that have fit within these acronyms. Yeah. Wow. That was a mouthful, Josh. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so it's unfortunate. I mean, I, I guess is is the right word that uh, it, you know, it'd be like judging every mobile phone based off the BlackBerry they owned in 2003 or every car based uh, on the Model T, 
right? And not that the Model T isn't super awesome now, but right, no power windows, no this, no that. And it's so many people have been burned by, frankly, going back full circle to where we began this conversation is, you know, people selected, hey, we need a CRM. They went, they they did some Google searches and they said, oh man, it looks like whatever, this CRM, Sugar CRM, HubSpot, one of the million CRMs out there, we think this is gonna be a good solution. Or maybe even their IT guy said, you know what, I can build this thing. And they built it. And so many people have been plagued by, oh my gosh, you know, I used this CRM 10, 15 years ago and it was horrible. I hated it. And they made me enter every piece of information that I could possibly think of. And I spent half my days in a CRM solution. So it's really unfortunate um, the way that, that now people really just have a bad taste in their mouth of what they, they used because of terrible implementations. And frankly, software that was just sold off the shelf, they implemented it maybe haphazardly, didn't think about their business process, didn't think about what they were actually trying to solve. Uh, and I must confess, I've got a bit of a hatred for these acronyms myself for these very reasons. It's one of the reasons everybody's mind goes to, in fact, we had a swear jar uh, within our company where I didn't want people to say CRM because everybody's mind, if we were talking with, think of any external audience, if we were talking with anybody outside of our company, you say CRM, their head immediately goes to a place. In some cases, probably 10% or less of the time, it's a positive place. And probably 90% plus of the time, it's a, ooh, man, I don't know. I've had experience there. So it's really just so many implementations gone wrong. People's mind really goes to an interesting place anytime you talk about an ERP, a CRM, or potentially SharePoint implementation. It's not limited to only CRMs, ERPs, but typically when it's a software implementation, I would say more often than not, people's minds go to more of a negative place than they do a positive place. And I and that's painful to say, frankly. Yeah, interesting. And it's easy to think that these products are the unicorn of technology that will come and save the business. As an example of this, companies that currently don't have any software that is helping to drive business processes tend to have the idea that they can add a CRM, XRM, ERP, and just presto, all their problems are solved without understanding what that particular product is specialized for or if it will even work for their business. They say, we just need a CRM, or they simply compare license costs, assuming that all products are created equal. And using another angle to your Model T example, it could also be like comparing all cars to an Aston Martin Vanquish. The car is beyond gorgeous and is backed up by its spectacular performance. It'd be easy for anyone to say, yes, I must have that, myself included, without taking into consideration what the car is designed for, let alone the sheer cost of it. As an example, I wouldn't want to take it on a remote trip through the backcountry where roads are either bumpy or non-existent. In that case, I'd be much better off with something like a Toyota Land Cruiser. And of course, you're probably hearing this and thinking, well, duh, Josh, but that's exactly what one of the most common follies is when people think of these acronyms. But enough on the point of car examples, Dan. I think we could talk about those all day, and we're here to talk about your favorite acronym. So why don't you tell us about the differences between the products that we have baseline and then how we've gotten to this point? Yeah, yeah. So interesting, and I, I'm going to go back to your car analogy. Um, 
you know, it, it'd be like saying, hey, what, you know, going to a car dealership and saying, hey, what, what's the best car, right? And going to a Ford dealership and saying, what's the best car, right? And obviously they're going to try to sell you a Ford or going to a Chevy dealership and saying, hey, what's, what's the best car, right? But, but to take that even a step further, you go to any dealership and say, hey, what's the best car? And you don't really talk about the use case. And they say, man, check this car out, right? And it's it's got leather, you know, heated seats, cool, you know, air-cooled seats, all, all the good stuff, right? And all those things are probably standard option now. But y- you get my point. And then two months down the road, you go to back your Chevy Impala up to a fifth wheel. And you say, oh, well, we're going to go on a camping trip. That Chevy Impala isn't going to pull your fifth wheel, right? And so not understanding the use case... And maybe nine out of 10 times that, or six out of 10 times that Impala is going to be great, but it's not going to pull your fifth wheel to Colorado, right? So it's really understanding what the heck when you're on the lot shopping for a car, no different than you are a, a, a software selection is really understanding how are we going to use the system and what gaps do we need to fill, right? So really, I believe that perceiving anything to be a solution based on a word, phrase, or acronym is a huge problem. Uh, however, companies are still doing this on a daily basis. It would be like saying, I need a new house, a new car, you know, back to my analogy. Um, it, 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 it doesn't matter outside of context. Um, so with that, simply stating I need a new house is unlikely to get you a desired outcome you are looking for. When it comes to technology selection, stating we need a new CRM ERP is a recipe for failed expectations. Um, and, and, in many cases, we see this all the time, significant sunk costs. We've gone into organizations where they said, hey, we implemented the CRM and we need it to work better. And in one case, we were working with an insurance company and uh, they had implemented a CRM solution and they brought us in and said, hey, we need this to work better. And we said, well, why do you even have this in? It seems like your agency management solution actually is your CRM solution and quite frankly, your your source of truth uh, for what you guys do as a business. And you haven't identified any gaps that that agency management solution isn't solving for you. The only gaps you actually have is your agency management solution isn't integrated into some of your other solutions. And they said, well, we were told by a previous vendor that we could that they couldn't integrate that. We did the integration, and they removed the CRM solution altogether. Mm-hmm. Um, so in, in many cases, right, that's significant sunk costs and trouble that that organization went through that they didn't even need to go through. Um, so uh, what it is you actually want, you know, do, do your sales reps need an easier method to track sales? So if we're talking about a CRM solution, have you really interviewed and sat down with your sales reps and said, what is it you need to help you do your job um, better? Uh, do you need to expand on your ability to create quotes and sales orders, right? It could be one, is an organization pushing this down to say, we need to monitor all of the activities of our people. Oftentimes that isn't really not a good solution, by the way. Um, you wanna empower your people, not, not try to push down. We need to record every, every activity that they're doing. You know, so so yes, you need to track sales. Do you need to expand on your ability to create quotes and sales orders, as I had just mentioned, right? That maybe yes, maybe no. Maybe you've got a separate solution to do that. Uh, do you need the ability to provide better customer service through a 360-degree view of your clients? 
that might be in the mix. Do you require integrations with third-party products? So, you know, there's so many questions and most people listening don't want to go through that, right? I always tell people that's not the fun part. Like the stuff that we do when you go to vet a solution out, it's not fun to sit in meetings and talk about requirements, right? It's just not. Most people don't want that, right? They want the solution. I want to go to the car lot and I want the new car, right? <laughs> like mm -hmm. I don't I don't want to go through this process of understanding the details of how this car is going to solve my problems. And when it comes to software technology, it's the same thing. People want a quick, easy solution. But when they typically sidestep the the diligence phase, um, it usually leads to a much longer and costly deployment. Um, and in many cases, just a complete failed deployment. Yeah, and we do get approached frequently by potential clients that actually say something along the lines of, we just need a CRM. Can you build one for us? As if they're a one-size-fits-all. But none of our clients are exactly the same, and the perfect solution for one could be a horrendous fit for another. We have clients that are in field service. Others are nonprofit. Some handle claims or customer service of some variety. Some deal with government regulation constraints, while others are dealing solely with managing people. Yeah, and the interesting thing, Josh, is that Many of those organizations have approached us with, I need a CRM or I need an ERP, right? So we really try to meet our customers where they are, right? Because a lot of people, you do start there. You start, like we talked about earlier, with a Google search, you know, what are the best CRMs? What are the best ERPs, et cetera? So it's interesting because all those solutions you just talked about, field service solutions through nonprofit, member management, donor management solutions, banking solutions, agency management solutions, the list goes on, often started with, I need a CRM or I need a thing. And I think what's really important is organizations to stop with the, I'm gonna go purchase off the shelf software, right? And really take, and if, if your internal team can do it, fantastic, right? But really get a business analyst involved and understand what are we trying to do? And for the companies that value a purposeful approach to selection, the outcome is so much greater. You know, spend that time up front. And going through the discovery process really helps identify not only the desired outcomes, um, but it also helps identify the long-term roadmap and an ecosystem of products that, that might provide a fuller solution for your organization. So really what I mean by that is you might decide that right now, kind of sticking with the CRM example, we want more fullness of data about our prospects, about our leads, about our customers. Okay, fine. And that might start with a, we want our sales team to input a little bit more information and help them really track that life cycle of an opportunity. Okay, cool. You might start there. But really understanding and going through that diligence phase and understanding that that might be our starting point, but what are some other desirable outcomes? Because a phase two, a phase three, a phase four might be, yes, we need to manage opportunities better and we need to follow up on things better and we need to manage that process better. But down the road, we'd like to really give our sales reps a 360 degree view of our customers. So, Maybe that means 
gosh, we really would like to integrate with our customer service solution maybe. Maybe it's a great solution. You have a customer service solution today. You don't need to rip and replace that, but you might want to integrate with it. Maybe we want to integrate with our call center product. Maybe we want to integrate our CRM to our accounting software. So when a sales rep says, I'm going to go out and visit this customer, assuming it's this is a B2B example, well, when I'm sitting in their parking lot or maybe before I'm sitting in their parking lot and I pull up this account, I can see what are any open customer service issues they might have? What's, what's any maybe past due AR they have? So when you go in and talk with that customer, you don't get blindsided with, you know, hey, that's great. You want to take me out to lunch, but why don't we talk about the past or, or the five service tickets I've got open, right? And how I'm unhappy because your service team aren't taking care of any of those things. They've been open for three months. I'm getting no response. And then as a sales rep, you're going, oh boy, what did I just step into, right? So really understanding, it, you know, our immediate need might be this, but what's the next need? What's the next need? And, and it's important to think about that because you'll never get out of the siloed game, so to speak, until you really start thinking lead to cash. You'll always then be going, well, we need a CRM system today. Oh, VP of sales, you go handle the CRM selection. Then accounting says, we need a new accounting platform. Oh, okay, CFO, you go handle the selection for the new accounting platform. And nobody's talking, nobody's bridging that gap of how these information systems are eventually going to work with each other because data is king today. So even if you don't mind operating in silos, you're not going to aggregate your data in a meaningful way that you can report on and really take action on and have that 360 degree view of your customer. All right, Dan. So is there ever really a time and place for off the shelf technology? Uh, there absolutely is. Absolutely. Um, you know, I, I think there are cases, for an example, you know, I, I I get this a fair amount. You know, I'll be talking with a company and they'll say, hey, you know, we need a CRM solution. And I'll talk with them and it, they'll maybe be a startup or small company. And they say, you know, we've got two, two salespeople. And I mean, honestly, there are free software solutions out there. And it, it's, it's, hey, start somewhere kind of get your process down. In a lot of cases, they're still trying to figure out, you know, what they want their process to be. Um, so t tons of, you know, scenarios like that where just go purchase something off the shelf. Same thing with like an accounting package. You don't need uh, a super robust Fortune 500 accounting package if you have a, a company of five employees, right? Maybe it's QuickBooks, right? Um, so there, there are plenty of instances uh, where off-the-shelf software meets the need, absolutely. What I would say, though, is still from an analysis standpoint, is do take a step back. Um, in, in, in a world where more and more data is king, the who has the best data wins, right? And the best process and the best strategy. And in one of our previous podcasts, I talked about a, a rocket mortgage example. And now, I know, right, again, back to those small companies where I, I've said you know, off-the-shelf software might work perfect for them. Why I think it's still important to think about your process and your strategy is to think about how technology can complement that and potentially differentiate you. So you don't necessarily, to, to provide a great treatment like maybe a rocket mortgage does, um, 
I, I, I say that somewhat loosely, right? I, I don't necessarily have a ton of experience there, but um, you need a software that helps you drive process, right? Of, gosh, I need, I need a tickler. I need something to remind me to follow up on this thing. So, so it's thinking about your process and, you know, all day long, we, I hate to use the word preach, but preach about process, strategy and process. Those two things have to come every time before technology. And then once you understand what is our strategy, what's our North Star, where do we want to go, what should our process look like? Now, in the meantime, if you want to use off-the-shelf software as you're kind of getting there, absolutely. But then once you get those things defined, leverage technology to kind of drive that home and complement and help aid what your people are doing um, and get the information out of spreadsheets into a system that'll drive process, but also reporting in data analytics. So Josh, there's absolutely a time where off-the-shelf technology might be right for somebody. Could be a small business scenario, um, could be many scenarios where you buy that solution, and if that works, fantastic. The, the key, though, is is really leading with strategy in business process. And frankly, as DPT Solutions and really what we do, we are a Microsoft vendor. We generally, if we're going to implement something, it, it it's generally implemented within the Microsoft solution, oftentimes integrated with other technologies. But because we take that business strategy and business process first approach, we find that roughly 30% of our customers, we actually don't even end up selling a technology into, or maybe the technology that we do sell in there is, is uh, uh, intermediary uh, bridge for integrations or something of their existing products. But a lot of times when we go into existing organizations, they do have some great technologies. And our goal isn't to go in there and try to displace those technologies. It's to say, how can we get these technology solutions, especially if they're current, they have open APIs, webhooks, different capabilities for integrations. Let's use those, but let's use those in conjunction to complement your business process. And that's really where things often go wrong, right? Because when those, to my earlier points, when those those solutions were were implemented originally, it was nope, we're just going to implement it for this this kind of one use case scenario, and and so then over time, this ecosystem of products, customers tend to think, oh man, these products just aren't working for me. I need a new one. Back to the agency management solution. But no, you really didn't need a new one. You just needed to, to integrate the process and you needed a company to come in or someone to come in and really look at your lead to cash process, understand what you're trying to do, and then determine does our existing technology solutions or what mix of our existing technology solutions might fit that bill, right, or fit that need. So really, that's where it starts, whether you start that exercise internally or with a vendor, but ultimately it's all about aligning the solutions with your North Star. Where does your business want to go? And what are the desired outcomes to get you there? Strategy and process should lead the technology selection always, 100% of the time. Simply implementing technologies in hopes of meeting an undefined outcome is going to lead to failure every single time. And with that being said, you know, I, this is something I've always been so passionate about whether I was the CEO of a company, current CEO of, of DPT, honestly, reach out to me, email me, dan at dptsolutions.com. 
visit our website. I'm more than happy to grab coffee, lunch. It's something I'm so passionate about. I just love having the conversations. I really, really do. And if I can help somebody to say, hey, go go think about these few things. Sounds like you got the right resources internally. Maybe pull these people to the table. Go try to tackle that. If you need help, reach out. I love having those conversations. I love seeing people winning and transforming. And I always tell people, you just have to start, right? You just got to start somewhere. You don't need to do this all this year, next year. It's the beginning of a journey. You got to put a roadmap together and start planning that. And then my, I guess my last comment that I would make is really for any organization, there is no right or wrong, right? Back to, to the comparisons of, is this better than that? The technology that is best is the technology that your people are going to use. And that is period end. If they're not going to use the technology and you're not going to get adoption, whether it was a poor implementation, it's clunky or otherwise, or it doesn't complement the process, there's not a natural flow to it. If people aren't going to use it, then honestly, maybe your best option is a spreadsheet. By the way, that's extremely painful to say, <laughs> but the best technology is the technology people are going to use. Yeah. Well, and spreadsheets are very robust these days. It's an interesting topic. And of course, this is just the tip of the iceberg. And that's what the podcast is all about. Check out our blog at dptsolutions.com for the podcast outline and content on how you can get started on your software selection process to help differentiate and position your business for the future. Do notice we said software selection process. We didn't use any acronyms in that one. This is where you'll find free content and tools where you can get started on your journey. If you have questions or would like to provide feedback, please drop us an email at dan at dptsolutions.com. Next up, we're going to be discussing the topic of complementing business strategy with technology in the new year. Thanks for joining us on the Innovation Playbook podcast. Get your Innovation Playbook today along with other resources, links, articles, and information discussed on this podcast at dptsolutions.com. The Innovation Playbook podcast was recorded, edited, and produced by Marketing Story Pros and can be heard on Apple and Google Podcasts, Spotify, Audible, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, or wherever great podcasts are found. Now it's time to take action. Don't just sit on the sidelines. Get in and win the game with the Innovation Playbook podcast.